Listener Production. You are listening to episode 201 of the Howie Games Part B featuring Indian cricket legend Ravi Shastri. Play it, Tommy. 1985, I don't remember the World Championship of Cricket. Mm. And it was talked about it was being back into India. It was it was in Australia. You, you're in your uh, all-round form, 182 runs, eight wickets. That's it. It's his 50. He's played well in this World Championship of Cricket. And... His fellow teammates there appreciating that too. And the third consecutive 50 in this series for Ravi Shastri. But what I do remember is I I couldn't remember you winning a car, Mm. but I can remember India in those beautiful, was the the light blue with the the yellow. Yeah. And you had those sort of vests as well. Yeah. in my head, and I went back and looked at a picture before you came in here, it's just like Indians swigging champagne yeah. lying on an Audi, which I didn't realise was your Audi. Yes. And the man who won the Audi car was Ravi Shastri for his all-round performances in this World Championship of Cricket. So that, so what, what that oh, was for player of the... That was, yeah, that won the player of the series there. Right. Yeah, it was called Champion of Champions or whatever. Right. And uh, this thing, it, it was very funny because Cipelli... Was, uh, was yep. interviewing me, right? right? He was about to interview me or started interviewing me. And then I I heard a buzz, you know, behind me. You know, there was a lot of noise and chatter. Turned around, the whole team was inside the car. <laughs> an uh, Audi, yes, yeah, an Audi. That, so I, I told Chipelli, give me the key and I'll come back and finish it. <laughs> <laughs> the interviews took the key, I went in there, put on the ignition. The gauge just went a little like this. Started it, cranked it, it started. Yeah. Everyone sat on the car, took it for a spin around the G. Was, was it MCG or SCG? Uh, MCG. So you did a lap around the a MCG? Full lap around. You know, there's a crowd of close to 50,000. Full lap around the MCG. I love Got it. out of the car, then went to Cipelli and I think finished the uh, interview. But it was hilarious because there was champagne on the seats. The, the, the couple of blokes who came, that Sadan and Vishwan, they came with spikes. Everybody... Moving on top of the car, <laughs> he thought he was Spider Man on top. You <laughs> He's know, got his cricket, spikes, his cricket on. spikes on, and uh, you know, doing all that, and it was unbelievable scenes because it was the first time telecast was going, white ball cricket was going from uh, Australia under lights, prime time, nine o'clock Sunday, Pakistan in the final, India Pakistan again, massive game, you know, <laughs> and the recall factor of that car is there till today. Is till it really? today, Audi, I drive Audis. Are oh, you still driving Audi now? Still drive Audis. So did you take the car back? Or did yes, you I took it back because it was given. But, you know, moment I went back, Shipping Corporation of India, they shipped it in free, reads there. The Prime Minister of India waived all duties on the car. The PMD? PM. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's I, the power of yeah, cricket yeah, in yeah, India. Yeah, I waived all duties. And that's the first time it's happened. <laughs> and it's in the constitution now. That if any player wins it in a world event, yeah. pre-announced, yeah. he can get it in duty free. It's a Shastri no, rule. Uh, no gifts, no nothing of that sort. Right. No ordinary tournaments. Yeah. It has to be a world event. <laughs> wow. And you and you get it in. You know, you can get it. I think the next person to get it in was Miss World or Miss Universe. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, and without without duty, otherwise no way. With, no. with the kind of bucks uh, we had. Yeah. Oh, the duty in India was 300%. Right, so it would have cost more than the car was oh, worth. Absolutely. The other thing that you're extremely well known for in Australia 
is making 200 mm. in Shane's first test. Mm. Um, and I'll ask you about Shane and the effect it had on you because I know you were tight with him. What was your initial thoughts when Warney comes on to bowl? Well, where do I hit him? <laughs> and he would laugh that as yeah, well. Where, where, where do I hit him? Because, you know, spin for us was yeah. like, first you look around the field, where, <laughs> where can you help yourself to, you know, some a couple of boundaries very quickly or a six. What a good shot that is. Down the wing he goes, one bounce over the 4 and 25 sign. It's uh, a very aggressive shot. So that was exactly the case. But uh, as we found out, both Sachin and me, that uh, this guy had something else with him. Yeah. Great control. He had a good leg break. You know, obviously got better and better as time went. And uh, and uh, had a very good temperament yeah. because, you know, we went after him. You know, and here he's bowling. For him, it would have been an experience. Here's a tall bloke who's not afraid to use his feet. Mm. The other end is a short bloke, cut, pull, drive, everything. Yeah. So, you know, every time the strike rotated, he has to adapt and adjust. And he did ex- extremely well. It's in the air, Jones under it. That's the end of the innings. Shane Warne gets his first test wicket after prolonged trial and effort. And a superb double century by Ravi Shastri has ended. And where were you? Like it's in this country, it's a bit like Princess Diana. Mm. Everybody remembers where they were when the news of Shane's mm. passing. Mm. Where were you? And and like, how I was, I was it? in Mumbai. Right, I got the biggest shock of my yep. life when it came down the way. Said no, man, can't because I think just. A few hours or a day before Rodney Marsh had passed. Yeah, he had, yeah. Yeah, and then this. So he said, can't be, man. And, and warning it. 52-53. He's your type I, of guy I, too, Ravi. Yeah, I love him. I'm sure. Was a buddy. I'm sure you guys had some Yeah, some you, you know, and, and, and immediately my memory went, when, when was the last time I saw him? Yeah. And it was at Leeds. You know, it was during COVID times. India were touring. Yeah. Uh, we had just come out of quarantine. England had opened up. And I think it was around the 20th of July or 20th of August, one of those months. And I was sitting at the bar in Leeds at about seven-ish in the evening with my coaching staff, a couple of the guys from the coaching. And people were everywhere because it was freedom. Suddenly they were allowed to get out. There's that, no restrictions. And suddenly the bar was very noisy and a head popped in, you know. The lifts were there, so he'd obviously just checked in and popped in. It was warning. So warning. And I caught him like this. And I said, I've not seen you for a long time. What's it? I just caught him that. And and then we had a chat and I said, must catch up London or something. We'll, you know, he said, sure, mate. And that's it. Which the last time I saw the great man. You mentioned that you were at one end and Sachin was up the mm. other. Um, and we, you know, you, you played against Imran and Viv and like they're larger than life characters. When, when did you first see Sachin and was it obvious that he was something special? Or yeah, not? and in that innings, you was know, it that, I, that innings I thought I'm seeing greatness. At that, at, at that at, stage? At, at the SCG. I'd seen him till then, before that. He got 100 in England uh, 
at Edgbaston to uh, sorry at Old Trafford to save a Test match. But this, I saw him in uh, you know in that avatar of greatness. You know huh. where the strides he was taking to hit McDermott and Hughes on the up, the power with which he was hitting, the precision of his footwork. You know, never in no man's land. He was either fully forward or back. You know, his uh, batting was as pure as batting could get. You know, if you see a coaching manual and you saw there was nothing unorthodox. It was all pure cricketing shots. Yeah. The time that he had on his hand, balance, till today, you know, is that he's the youngest youngest uh, overseas player to score 100 in Australia. Yes. And he was a kid. Kid. And the power at which he was hitting the ball, you know, he had... It was like as if he was enjoying it. He, you know, he, he loved to attack. He loved the bounce and pace of Australian tracks. And you saw master at work from 22 years. Just to finish the cricket discussion, because there's so many other things I want to talk to you about. Um, we could talk to you for hours about your, your actual test playing and one-day international playing career, but it's the obvious question. It's the sportsman's night question, mm-hmm. but it always fascinates me. Tell me your hardest bowler to face and the hardest batsman to bowl to because Ravi's yours is a golden age. Yeah, it was. Uh, and there were a few, I would say, but the hardest, but my pick would be Malcolm. Malcolm Marshall. Malcolm Marshall was uh, an unreal bowler. He was n- fast. He was nasty. Yeah. He could read batsmen, you know, like this, you know, as a piece of cake for him. Little guy, yeah? Five foot ten. <laughs> and then you had... You know, they, they all had different actions. You know, Mikey was the cleanest. You know, Andy was open. Joel was tall and big, and and this and this guy ran through the crease like a bullet. Yep. Not quite a tracer bullet, yeah, <laughs> but like a bullet. You know, and he he was at you in no time. And the, the problem a lot of batsmen had those days was he had a problem bowling over the wicket because if he bowled over the wicket, he ran on the track. Gotcha. Right? And and would be worn pretty quickly. Now, a lot of teams or captains would have sat him out and said, go work on this, you know, otherwise I can't do. Lloydy used it the other way, made him bowl around the wicket. And that was one hell of a variation. <laughs> because a lot of the guys, if they wanted to come in line, yeah. they were in no man's land. They were target, caught in the gully, caught here. So you either stayed beside yeah, you know, make him go wider and come at you and score. You have to work out different different things on how to get runs. He he was nasty, and as a as batsman, there were quite a few players at that time. Yeah, Wave was at his pomp. Greenwich was a very fine player. <sighs> Greenwich from that side, I would say then Chavid was one heck of a player. Chavid, but I tell you, a player who was as tough as anyone in the eighties, probably the toughest, was Alan Border. My sporting Alan hero. Alan Border got hero, runs for fun all around the globe. Yeah, he did, didn't he? He would get 150s in Pakistan in each inning. India, he would come turning tracks. And his ability to adapt, you know, he, had a, he could go to the short back lift and then just work it around. Yet when he wanted to attack and sweep and this, he would play all his shots. Tough as nails and um, he's a hard bastard to get out. So you retire. When? when what's the first... Um, What's the first game of cricket you broadcast? And I love the fact you were saying you were dialing in the radio to listen to the likes of McGilvray and these guys. Mm. When did you first? Were you still playing when you commented? No, uh, no, I I just finished. No, I'm not retired as yet. Right, we'd uh, I'd done my knees and knee injury, but then I captained a young Bombay side. You know, when with Sachin and all these other Bombay Mumbai players were playing for India, I captained the side and we won the Ranji Trophy. And I felt, you know, that's the ultimate. You know, no one ever 
could have dreamt we could win it. We won it. I said, I'm, I'm done now, you know. And then I got a call saying uh, there's a tournament going on in Sri Lanka called Rangula where Australia was playing. Yeah. Uh, why don't you come out and do some television? Okay, let me give it a crack. I did game one, and I said in my mind, this is where I am. This is me. This is me. Ten days later, big press conference, packed it in. And did you, if you're 100% now, as for me, you and Smithy are the two premier cricket broadcasters on the planet, so if you're at 100% now, peak of your powers, your first couple of games, where were you? Were you naturally good at it? Did you have to work at it? Were you at 30% of what you are well, now? I would we... say 20%. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know, because 20% but still pretty confident. Uh, or oh, you've, got to, you've got to respect that profession. You've got to be at it day in, day out. It demands there are qualities that help you on the cricket field will help you in this. Yeah. But it demands fierce concentration. What, what do you reckon the key to successful cricket broadcasting is from a man that's commentated? I think obviously uh, preparation. Yep. You know, good knowledge of the sport, very good knowledge of the sport. Uh, you know, being able to evolve with the times, you know, and uh, basically understanding who you're doing it for. Yeah. You know, that's it's not about you and just the players that end audience, who's listening, what ages, what is prime time where, you know, who do you want to attack, who are you trying to grab, you know, grab different formats of the game, you know, which format deserves only so much said as opposed to another format which might just want you to go two levels higher. Yeah. All that comes with experience. And I... Once I started, Howie, I did non-stop around the globe for the first 15 years at least. So you just went hard? Went hard. I, went, I, I would do at times 140, 150 days in a year. Which and that's meant, travel. Which, that's another yeah, which 100 means every second, travel. third day you're on a flight. Yeah. And this could be South Africa, could be Australia, it could be England, it could be Sri Lanka, it could be New Zealand, all over. You know, but it was back, 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 back. Then, you know... And then I could see the change, you know, in my yeah. in my tone when you when I first did commentary to when I listen to it now, uh, chalk and cheese. And what do you hear now when you hear yourself back? Which is impossible mm. not to in India to hear yourself back. Like, mm. what do you hear now? What do I hear now? Yeah. Is the is the is the flow? Yep. You know, are you do you have that energy at the right time when it's needed to get up with the game and the crowds and build it if needed? Which is what. You do. I think that's what you and Smithy do. Like we, when when you were growing up, there was no cricket on the telly, and there was a couple of radio options mm-hmm. to listen to. When I was growing up, if the cricket was on, you could watch on Channel Nine. That was it. Now there's like my kids are on YouTube. They're on Netflix. There's, there's they can mm-hmm. watch NBA. They can mm-hmm. watch golf. They can watch tennis. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's a million options. So when when did you grasp? Or was it just natural evolution that you needed to be a commentator and the thing I love about you, Rav, but you need to be an entertainer? You have to. I realised that probably seeing Tony Gregg. Seeing Tony Gregg, who yeah. is loved in India. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you, I travel around and, India, and, uh, people uh, ask you, Tony Gregg, Tony Gregg, yeah, Tony Gregg. Uh, and I was lucky to work a lot with him. Did you? Yeah, a lot. Right from, the, right from that first series. Right. 
right till he passed away. I think I've done heck of a lot of work with Tony, Ian Chappell, yeah. you know, Boyks, you know, David Gar, because of the different countries you worked in, Smithy, uh-huh. yeah. you know, from a very young uh, age. And you realize, you know, he attracted, you know, I said, you know, when the cricket used to come at those days on Channel 9, when it would come, you knew, you knew this guy's cracked. You know, he, he he's going looking at the bigger picture. He knows what the the real audience want, mm-hmm. what the paying audience people want. You know, it is cricket, yes. You want a game of chess in the commentary box. You, you need people to think like captains when they're talking. Yet at the same time, there has to be... Sizzle. Sizzle. Yes. Some little, you know, you have, to, you have to get out there. You know, there are people, there are, there are shots in the ground that can people might want to see. Yeah. When the game's pretty flat at certain moments of time, you've got to have that ability to switch and not allow that person viewing the game to switch to another channel. Mm. That's your challenge. What can you give him or what can you get out of the person you're working with so important, it's, it's, it's team, is you have to feed off on what your co-commentator is saying and probably get the best out of that half an hour stint you're doing. Bill Laurie was synonymous with, he's gone. Yeah. Tony was bold him. Mm-hmm. Um, Richie was, you know, had all those understated lines, but you will forever be known as Tracer Bullet. Mm-hmm. Did it just pop into your head? Where did it come from? It came from, you know, there was... I was doing commentary somewhere and there was some, I think uh, Iraq had invaded Kuwait. Right. And, you know, you had the Scud missiles. Yeah, and, the you know, you had, and the Patriots. It, it, yeah, bullets and this firing, this, that. So, you know, that's taken off like a Scud. Right. Yeah, you know, and it's flat as a tank. You know, all those things yeah. started coming out. And with that came this. The tracer bullet. Yeah. Which you forever know. You must get people quote that to you on the street day in day. Don't you? How many how many blokes say oh, that to you? There's a lot of them. Coley drives through the covers. It's into the fence like a tracer bullet. And the toss, the toss, which at the Fox Cricket launch the other day, I described it to you when we were having a chat as it's like a combination of WWE wrestling and cricket, and and I love it. We are in indoor, but it's hot and humid outdoors as we come up to toss time. Kale Rowell, Steve Smith, Javagal Srinath, all in readiness. When did you decide to change the age-old, we've got the two captains, Pat Cummins wins the toss, Pat, what are you going to When did you decide to write? Was it like the IPL when it came along? Yeah. You right, well, I've got to crank this up a bit mm. now. Yeah, I, I, I thought IPL was the place where it first started. You know, I just started going to every state and using a line of the language of that state. So you'd have a line up your sleeve. So I have a line up my sleeve. I would go to a local, get a line up and then pump it up. And yeah. then I could see the reaction of the crowd. Yeah. And I said, why, That's a why, why not this in, uh, I mean, which rule says you can't do it in international cricket? Yeah. You know, yes, red ball cricket demands a little more respect and it's different, mm-hmm. but still it can be different. Yes. It lifts up everybody. Yes. You're in the thick of the action. The umps hate me. <laughs> the umps uh, and the match, oh, the match referee hates me. I mean, <laughs> Jeff Grove will say, oh, he's come again. Because, you know, he won't hear, he might not hear the yeah, yeah, captains yeah. and then you might make a wrong decision. You know, there was a World Cup final where the noise was so loud where we had to retoss. Where was that? 2011 final. Was it? Yeah. Once again, MS will spin. 
Heads is the call. Heads it is Sri Lanka. It's too much noise. Too much noise. Both captains said they'd called right. Jeff had not heard. Who were the captains? Dhoni and Sangakara. Dhoni and Sangakara. And uh, Jeff had not heard. I was away from them when the call came. And when I realized there could be commotion here, I said, retoss. What do you think, Jeff? <laughs> what <laughs> do you think, Jeff? <laughs> no, no, before that, retoss. I think that's the best. Retoss, come again. Right, right. So the crowd, uh, what happened? But it, it, because the noise can be. And, and tell, tell me, a, I'm putting you on the spot. Tell me a story about um, a wild and wacky ground you've commentated from or when you've, you know, you spend as much time on air as you do, Rav, like when you've made a mistake and you've walked away thinking, oh, no, I can't believe like that. Smithy tells me a famous story about a rugby player and he got the bloke's name wrong and, mm. and it was someone and he called him Thierry Henry and mm. he's never forgotten. Have you had moments like that? Where oh, you, yeah, where I, thought, but, but oh, no. I can't remember, Rob, but definitely you would have, you do make mistakes, put your hand up. And what about it. social media now when you make a mistake? Do you, do you because, you know, you've got 1.6 million followers. Mm. I'm mm. sure mm. you get, that's a lot of instant feedback, mm. Rav. Mm. But I don't really. You just, you well, just push I, on. I, I just push on. You yeah. know? Because, you know, you can't please everybody. No. You've got to have that. I used to tell the players when I was coaches, well, you cannot, you know, don't go down that route of reading everything. You yeah. know, when, when, when you have downtime, fair enough. You know, there could be some positives there, something constructive there. But you don't have to buy everything because you can't please everyone. More of Rav in a moment. Hit the back catalogue. You will see cricket guests left, right and centre, including a man I mentioned in the introduction, the great one from Pakistan, fascinating character. On episode 108, Wasim Akram. We used to play with the tennis ball. We used to uh, wet, put tape on the tennis ball wet it in a, in a bucket and then bowl on the road. And every day, I used to play cricket every day after my school. I was in school cricket team too. And uh, uh, my story is very uh, unique. My first first class game was against New Zealand, a three-day game. And my fourth first class game was a test match for Pakistan. So I got picked up out of the blue. I don't know how it happened. And uh, I never played first class before. My first job was with the cricket job was uh, 600 rupees a month. I think it was in 84, it was probably $3 a month. I was happy with that. It was good enough money for me then. So, and then I got picked up for Pakistan team. Wow. And I remember when I was going to New Zealand, uh, when we landed in Christchurch in 1985, I'd never been abroad before. And obviously when I landed, I was hungry. I started looking for a curry you know, chicken curry or whatever. In New Zealand, in Christchurch, in 1985, there was nothing. <laughs> That's Wazim Akram on episode 108 of the podcast. Let's get back to Ravi. When the IPL came along, I don't imagine you could have had any idea, but what's your IPL experience been like? You've been there from the start. Are we... 50% through the growth journey. Are we 100% through the growth, growth journey? Like how far are we through this IPL journey, Rob? I think it's getting better and better. Better and better. Better and better. And, and, and the simple reason I say it is because uh, the quality of uh, cricket has gone through the roof. The game has become faster. It's more electrifying. It's happening so quickly. And with that is coming the entertainment that 
goes with it. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a package. It's a complete package that's going from strength to strength. Imagine, imagine, I'm all for it. Yeah. Imagine what you would have got, Rav. I'd have got a few bob. Off spinner, batter, Field. good fielder. Oh, Kapil and me would have got enough. Oh. There, you know, the captain sides first of all. Yeah. For eight, ten years, feet up in the air Correct, after man. that. Bloody hell. You're a couple of million, man. Oh. I say this to Junior, what do you reckon? He's like, oh, probably two and a half million yeah, US. And he hates it that he can't get a hold of it. Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> we mentioned, we, we talked man, about And to get out there for 20 overs. Yeah, 20 back, overs. Four overs. Bang. Um, <laughs> Have a slide off your bike. go, Rob. I'm serious. <laughs> um, we mentioned the other day in Big Bash, and we only touched on it, about coaching India. Hmm. What is it like? coaching the national team of the most now most populous nation on earth, the most cricket-dedicated nation on earth with a series of superstars that are almost bigger than the game. Like, mm-hmm. h- How do you sit there in a team meeting and, and get this behemoth to gel together, Rav? It wasn't easy. Oh, I bet it wasn't. It's a thank- it can be kind of a thankless job because uh, the expectations are so high that you – just have to win game after game. But for me, the enjoyable part was being part of a team in the making which wanted to play fearless, brave cricket, whichever part of the world they went. And the way they approached the game, the way we went about thinking of how you could win anywhere, which meant getting the right players in place, the right nucleus of players in place. That for me was the most challenging, at the same time the most rewarding. But it's it's very challenging because each person is different from the other. There's money of the IPL that comes into play as well. Mm. So egos can be, you know, there will be egos, there will be <laughs> arguments, there will be jealousy. But what, from my point of view, was very important and I've, I thought I would be a failure if I didn't do it. ASAP was take that individual individuality out. Yeah. And it should how, be team. How do you do that? Take that I out and it has to be V. So how do you where, do that? Where in no uncertain terms the dressing room was known. Right. Was told. But 20 uh, years ago, when you can either play Ranji Trophy or for India and that's it, I, I, I get yeah. that. But now when you can play for your four million bucks in the IPL, yeah. that must be a harder thing for a coach to do. Yeah. Harder thing, but no mincing words. Yep. Direct. Yeah, direct, straight in, you know, we, this is not for show ponies. <laughs> no question in the eye. And, and we, I, I was dealing with some serious guys. Yeah, serious so guys. If, if you didn't want to, if you didn't do it and put it down in the first place, then it won't, then anyone coming through the ranks would also be in the same position. Yeah. So once they got the drift and they started enjoying team culture, started winning games as opposed to individual brilliance, where team play was winning games for the country. Six, seven players were contributing in a team win. Yeah. They were beating teams in their own backyard. Came to Australia and won. Across all formats of the game. That's when the the fun started. Yeah. For them as players as well. And that... that It took time, but you had to crack it early. And what did that series win in Australia mean? Like for you? For me? Yeah. I won't trade that off with anything. That's it. I won't trade... Uh, might be a World Cup winner. Yeah. But that is not bigger than this. India, incredible. Rishabh Pant is the star. India win the test. They win the series. And they win the heart. 
hearts and minds of cricket fans all around the world. That say that that Richard is right. Oh, and not once, twice. Yes, yeah, so, see, because there's no Asian team that has beaten Australia in Australia. No, till to date. Till twice. Yeah, and I won't trade that off with any of my. Well, and the second time with, you know, second time with Coley home, half the team no, out injured. No, 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 no. It, it, second time was a. I mean, I don't know what I was on because I know I was in a space where that self belief was there till the end. Huh. I don't know what I must have been on. You know. We were in quarantine. We were in a bubble. The guys who started the test series, all five bowlers, not there. gone, gone. But if I say to you before the series, you go to Australia, you're going to lose your top five bowlers. It, it's like you telling me coming to uh, starting off in Australia, yeah, and none of your four bowlers who start this test no. will play the third yeah. test or fourth test. No Stark, no Hazelwood, no, no Cummins, no Lyon, no Lyon, yeah, yeah, which is what uh, you did, yeah. and, and no Marsh, yeah. Yeah. So treat Marsh as or Cameron Green as Jadeja. It's extraordinary. He's out. Yeah. Umrah out. Shami out. Umesh Yadav out. And Ashwin out. Yeah. And, and, and there you go. Between them, 1,500 wickets. Gone. And you play with uh, this thing. So it was unreal. I mean, Did you have a couple of beers? Those, those memories will never fade. And whoever was part of that dressing room at that time, yeah. oh, they live for that. Did yeah. you have a couple of beers to celebrate just quietly, oh, Rob? Jesus. A <laughs> couple of beers. I love, I love uh, how you can celebrate. I that flight back. <laughs> the flight up coming here was because you were just out of quarantine. <laughs> so, you know, and, and you knew you would go back into quarantine right. sitting in a room. So you had to enjoy right? it. Oh, you had to make the most of that flight. So I think a few guys who saw me on the flight would tell you that <laughs> I, was in, uh, I was in fine form. There's a, there's a current ad. Um, just briefly, um, I'm sure you've done a lot of ads over the time. There's a current ad. I don't know what it's for. What, 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 who, who's that for? There's a current ad and you start off in a press guy. You're basically living your life. So what's your favourite playground? Thailand. Being Ravi Shastri is fun, but not as fun as... Paying your credit card bills on credit and getting rewards. No, these guys came to me. They said, listen, yeah, have you got this? Uh, will you be prepared to do it? I said, what's it? So, 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 this. I said, go on, man. Might be the greatest cricket ad I've ever seen, Rob. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's why it went down very big in India. I bet it did. And, and <laughs> in many ways, it's you. But what, what was the, because I'm sure over the years, I'll be able to find on YouTube various ads you've done. But what, what was the first thing you went on telly and promoted? Can you remember? I did. I did everything in the 80s. You know, there were- In the uh, 80s. 80s. Everything, right? From soap to blades to bikes. <laughs> <laughs> then I did one. I did one with for a suiting company. It for was what? A suiting company. For suits? Yeah, yeah suits. It was called Only Vimal. And and there were three of us in that ad. I'll show you a picture tomorrow. It is Viv, yeah. Alan Border, yeah. and me. It I was need called to see Only Vimal. It is in 87. You must see that. Might be out somewhere. <laughs> and even today when I see Viv, he says, Only Vimal. Amy <laughs> 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 will remember that too. But... Did the works in my playing days? I did everything, and then now of late, I've done quite a few. Yeah, yeah. That cred was one, Britannia is another one. Cred, that's the one at the moment, isn't it? Cred, yeah. that's the ad I'm talking and about. And then there was one for Bumble. <laughs> now, I've seen that one, so you need to explain to the young audience, Rob, what Bumble is. Uh, no, Bumble is it's, it's supposedly a, a dating site, a, a dating site. Yeah, but what, what they're so, trying to make me tell the people in the ad uh, <laughs> don't put on anything, just be yourself. <laughs> What, what, uh, did you, what did you think, Rob? The, the idea was a cricketing expression. If you want to bowl someone over, yes. just be yourself. <laughs>
Wait, this isn't me. Into the fence, like a treasure bullet. If you want to pull them over, just be yourself. Rob, we always finish this podcast the same way. And mm. you know how excited I was to commentate with you the mm. other night and what, what it meant to me and what a thrill it was for me. So I, I can't thank you enough, but we always finish this the same way. You've achieved things in, in many areas in your life. For all the young people, we have a lot of young people listen that want to achieve, they might want to be cricketers or broadcasters or scientists or plumbers or space people or international diplomats. From your experience in life, what advice would you give to those people out there that are achieving and hoping to achieve success in their life, Raf? All I'll tell them is there's whatever you do, there's no shortcut to success. Mm. You've got to put in the yards to get the distance. Above all, respect what you do and what comes with it and keep that integrity quotient as high as it can possibly be without compromising on anything to diminish that. I love it, Rav. Mm. Uh, I need to thank Matty Weiss. He organised this for Fox Cricket. And mm. when he, he texted me, he said, we've signed Ravi. Ravi's mm. on. <laughs> I was that excited, mate. So I look forward to working with over the summer. It was a thrill to listen to you in the World Cup. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, may continue to travel safely, broadcast well, and have good times with your friends and family, mate. It's been a real privilege for me. Just to tell you, Howie, you're being very modest on this uh, telecast. Thanks. I've heard a lot of you doing the Big Bash as well as now commentating on India. In India, the great thing about you is you're very modest about your achievements, but the energy that you bring to the plate Thanks, mate. Is, can lift a lot of other people up as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate well it. You're a good man. Cheers, Rahul. Cheers. Well done. Now there is a dude, a dude right there. Thanks to the big man for his generosity, his kind words, and his showtime approach to broadcasting live, podcasting the works. Thanks again to the dog, Matt Weiss from Fox Cricket, for pulling this episode together. Until next week, with Alex Demonor, you know the rest. Peace and love. And we can do it if we try, try, try. If we try, try, try If we try, try, try